0: Old Dudes and Dirt bikes. A Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric, Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension... Motor Mods and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. How the hell are you guys doing out there today? It's a lovely Monday morning here in the high desert. The day after the World Vet Nationals. Holy shit. I'm a little bit sore today, not going to lie. Six motos out of the weekend, man, three each day It was a tough, tough event, but uh, we're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about the bikes that I rode. We're here to talk about the event itself. We're here to talk about Steve Mathis and Ryan Gould and all of my buddies and everything that encompassed the weekend that was the World Vet Nationals. But first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts Accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service. And F-R-E-E, three-day shipping, over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination. For all of us crazy dirt bikers, slash dual sporters, slash street bikes. Anything related to four, two, gosh, they have it all. Just go to rockymountainatvmc.com and get the parts. I did before the World Vets. Free shipping. It was nice. How can we forget fly racing and that special LE gear that I wore Saturday? I love it. I don't think any other 40 year old would dare to wear what I wore. Coral is not usually a 40 year old kind of gear, but I don't really give a shit because I love it and I love fly racing. Go to flyracing.com, check out all their gear. Helmets, goggles, boots You're riding BMX You got a little tyke that rides BMX Put him or her in Fly Racing Fly Racing is the official sponsor of a gold medalist Connor Fields, people Great guy Go to flyracing.com Get yourself a set of gear and never look back Good stuff Racetech, racetech racetech.com You guys are looking to get your suspension or engine services done And you want a discount Hit me up Chris at com, And I can do this for you. I can get you a discount and put you in the right direction to Chris over there. And uh, send your stuff in, and they'll do you up upright. So make sure you guys uh, hit me up and go to Racetech.com and see what they have to offer because they just do more than just suspension. They also do engine services. They uh, did a cylinder head on my Honda CRF250R. That has now migrated over to Jerry Robin. He loves it. I just talked to him last week. He's ripping it up on some Supercross, getting ready for the West Coast 2020 Supercross Series, so that is cool. So yeah, Race Tech, trust him. I do. Very good stuff. Last but certainly not least, ProTaper. ProTaper.com You did see ProTaper bars on my bike this weekend if you're at World Vets and if you haven't checked out the photos. I ran a Fusion bar on Sunday and an Evo bar on Saturday, mixing it up. So go check out ProTaper.com, many bends, many styles of bars, many price points, but nonetheless, you're getting the best handlebar out there, ProTaper.com. All right, guys, I'm Chris Kiefer. I'm a sore Chris Kiefer this week. My voice is a little gone. I had a great time over the weekend. Man, it was a fun, fun event. Um, WUSA World Vet Nationals. It's one of my go-to races every single year. I've been working my ass off to try to win this thing. Haven't quite done it yet. Didn't happen this year because uh, we'll talk about them in this podcast, but someone showed up and decided to race 40 Pro at the last minute, and it took away my thunder. He made me crash. It's a lot of things that encompass the number three this weekend. But nonetheless, we had a great time. Steve Mathis raced the World Vet Nationals. You guys are listening to this podcast, I'm sure you'll listen to Pulp MX show tonight. I'm going up there in Vegas tonight to talk about it. Ryan Gauld, Canadian legend himself, He is the voice of Canadian Motocross and guaranteed MX. He came down with Steve on Friday evening. We had a wonderful dinner. We talked about all this stuff that uh I thought he would never do, which is race. Steve ta- Steve always told me that he would never race again, he's done, I'm, I'm over it, I'm too busy, I don't want to ride, I I pecked and pecked and pecked and pecked at him, got him, uh, I feel like I was one of the big reasons why he's out riding at least, I know he said Ryan Gall was one of the main reasons why he raced this weekend, which I get, Just Canadian buddy, he was coming down to race it anyway, so why not go, but nonetheless, I'm just glad he's out racing, and no matter what he says tonight on the Pulp MX show, I know he had a good time. He was laughing and smiling. I wonder if he's as sore as I am because I ride a lot and I feel like I'm I'm fairly sore or sorer than normal. Um, but yeah, it was a fun event. I raced two bikes, so I wanted to kind of build this podcast around the bikes that I raced, what were they all about, how the event was, and just the overall vibe of the event. I know you'll get most of this on the Racer X show, but I'm um, sorry, on the Pulp MX show, but. I wanted just to kind of do this to give you more backstory on the machines that I rode and why I rode them. So, so Saturday was the 40 Pro event and also the first moto of what they did this year. It was the inaugural um, World Vet Nations Cup. So they put teams together. I should say people put teams together. Um, you had a 30 rider, a 40 rider, and a 50 rider each Individual Started on uh, a gate So 30 went gate 1, 40 went gate 2, 50 went gate 3 And we all raced and combined scores for A world or VET designation World Cup So that moto was also on Saturday So I had three motos on Saturday 30 pro on Sunday with another moto of the VET World Cup So it was a busy weekend for me But I also wanted to mix it up and ride The two bikes that I I seem to migrate the most to, and that is the Yamaha and the KTM 450s. I chose the Yamaha on Saturday because, honestly, I like the Yamaha the best. You you know, that's that's no news to you guys out there. (laughs) You guys know all about this. I rated it first in the 2020 bracket shootout, so that's why it was ranked number one in the bracket. um, Simply because it is the easiest bike to ride hard, go fast, and feel comfortable on, just straight up. Less work, you don't have to do nothing to it, and you can just haul ass on it. So I think I had my best chance of winning the 40 Pro, so I chose the Yamaha. Now, if you guys went on PulpMX.com or KeeferInkTesting.com, you can read about what I did to the bike, but we'll talk about it here. And honestly, I didn't do that much to that thing. Uh, Stuck a set of Pro Taper Evo bars on it, SX Race Band. That's the stock Yamaha band. I like that band. I ran stock grips because people complain about the Yamaha stock grips, but I feel like I like them a lot because they're a little bit, not thicker, but a a little bit fatter. So it fits into my palm a little bit better. Um, The compound is like a medium compound. I don't feel like it's too soft, but not too hard. And they last, you know, a long time. And honestly, when you fall over, the ends on those grips, they don't just tear off. So I just kept the stock grips. I know it's not a big deal to you guys out there. I just thought it was funny because people were like, why are you running stock grips, Kiefer? And I just, you know, I I like them. So I I kept with that program for Saturday. Uh, Mitch Payton and Pro Circuit, um, they put a muffler system on my bike. I tested it. I liked it. There's not a lot of companies that build as good you know, as good mufflers as stock. The stock Yamaha muffler is really good. I talked to Mitch over the weekend, and he even said, man, when we did the dyno runs in this thing, we were blown away how good this muffler was. And it was a real um, tough challenge for them to build a better muffler to at least match stock. So they ended up finding a, a way to do that. I ran Mitch's muffler on my Yamaha. I put a Dunlop MX-53 front on my bike and an MX-33 rear. I almost went with a 53 just around the rear and the front but decided on the 33 because there was some soft real sandy berm sections at Glen Helen. Glen Helen's been dumping more sand around the track. So it was actually sandier than normal for World Vets and to me maybe not as rough as it was last year which which is which is a good thing. Um but That's basically all I did, and I ran VPMR Pro 6 HT Fuel in my bike and had TP 3.0 map and exciting power character map. So those two maps were in my YZ450F, and that's it, people. Slapped some numbers on it, left the stock suspension, ran my SAG at 104, and just rode it. I knew Glen Helen gets really choppy and... Not as deep. They don't rip it as deep as normal like on practice days or even on AMA Nationals when they had them there. It's graded. It's dissed up a little bit, but it's always hard pack, real small bumps, lots of small bumps, and square edgy. So I didn't want to go too stiff on my suspension. Usually Race Tech or Enzo will do my Yamaha stuff, but I decided just to stick with stock stuff this year because I'm familiar with it. I know it's a little bit softer. But I also like that because of how much pickup it has over those small bumps. So decided to do that, left that to the sucker stock, and just ran it. And let me tell you, ripped the fat hole shot in Moto 1 of the 40 Pro Race. Had a great start. I shifted in third gear really early. For you guys listening out there, if you guys are on dirt starts, you're in second gear on a 450, as soon as you get out of that gate, out of – across it shift into third you will pull guys a bike length or maybe even two if you can shift into third gear asap as soon as your legs or if you guys are starting with both legs on the ground as soon as you come up with that left leg shift in the third and go because as soon as i shifted into third i got ahead of brownie and some other guys that are on the gate which was like 25 riders which is a good 40 pro turnout I got into third gear, had a bike length lead, and shifted into fourth, and it was no problem. So, if you can get your shifting points down correctly, chances are very high that you will hole shot. If you ever watch Michael uh do a start, man, he shifts quick, and then he pumps that bike. He's like almost pumping it like a BMX bike. So, shifting is crucial, getting that third gear. I'm not shorty, so I can't start in third gear. I don't have that kind of a motor, or else I would start in third, but... uh. Nonetheless, I got a good start on that Yamaha. It's, it's an amazing motor. It has lots of torque, has uh, lots of mid-range, and just really linear power. And if you guys are wondering what map I started on, I usually start on the exciting power character map. You can get that map over on my website. And I usually switch to the TP 3.0 map by lap one or two. As soon as I get the green flag or maybe on lap two, I'll hit that button in the air and switch that sucker over to TP 3.0 map. So that really helps me dive into ruts and get out of the corners in a smoother manner because that map is so linear and easy to ride. So I like 3.0 because of the character that it brings through corners. It settles the chassis down. I uh, have more connection to the rear wheel, so I like that. So anyway, I'm leading the first lap. Mike Brown is behind me. Me and Mike Brown are buddies. I love Mike. He's a great person, man. He's uh, one of the softest, spoken, has a big heart. Uh, I like Mike a lot. I didn't know Mike that much back in his racing career, but we got to know each other later in life. And uh, he's just a really good dude. But, man, once he puts a helmet on, he is a gnarly, gnarly son of a bitch. And I knew that going in. I didn't think he was going to race this weekend. I know he's training the TLD KTM guys, and I didn't know that Alden wanted him to to be racing anymore. But nonetheless, it's Mike Brown. You know what Mike Brown likes to do? He likes to race his motorcycle, and he likes to ride. I don't know any other guy my age that likes to ride as much, if not more, or race, because he races way more than I do. The dude just wants to ride. He just wants to race. He wants to be out there. So... It's cool, man. It's cool as much as that guy races, and he stays healthy. He's in shape. You can never count him out. So first moto I'm leading. I'm like, okay, this is the only way I'm going to meet Mike Brown. I can never beat him back east because he's so gnarly in soft conditions. He's on my home turf at Glen Helen. I know Glen Helen fairly well. So I started to put the hammer down, led the first lap, green lap, um, started in the second lap, and – There is a sand section at Glen Helen that you kind of had a rhythm through, and it had some square edge, and it kind of had a double, and it was like a triple going this corner. Well, no one really was doing the triple in the corner because there wasn't really a lip on it to get you over, and the corner was right after the landing. So I'm doubling in. I had the inside line. Well, Mike had uh, an inside line that was (laughs) even more inside of mine, and he came right in on me, and his line fell into the inside rut, Which hit me, which we both fell. When that happened, I was so fucking pissed off. It was, uh, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where you you work hard for something. And to see that happen or just when that happens, you just kind of get so instantly pissed. So basically, as we were picking our bikes up, because we both were picking our bikes up. And we had already had like a five, six second lead. I immediately told him to fuck off. So I was very pissed. And I just basically told him, Brownie, fuck off. And I was pissed. Got back up and forth. Rode my ass off. And he had like a 10-second lead. I cut that thing in half. And I started catching him because I knew he might have had arm pump because he hasn't been riding that much. So I started making moves. I started charging. But I knew our motor was only 20 minutes. And by the 12 to 14-minute mark, he maybe had four-second lead. And it was just going to be hard to get up to him, let alone pass him. Mike Brown, to pass Mike Brown is gnarly. I knew... If I got a start, there was a chance that I could beat him. Because look, let's face it, I've never been near never been near Mike Brown in my racing career. I was never a professional racer. I didn't make money racing dirt bikes. I made money testing dirt bikes. So Mike Brown is gnarly. It's going to be tough for me to pass him. So the only way I was going to beat this dude is if I started in front of him. Well, he, he fixed that problem by taking my ass out, and he won the first moto. We had some words at the at the end of the moto we just kind of talked and it wasn't a big deal like i love mike brown he's a good dude and we're still buddies but i was a little bit hot and uh as mike would be as well if he did this if he did if i did that to him so um moving on to moto two i had it in the back of my head thinking okay i'm going to get another whole shot and i'm just going to know how mike's going to ride and i just need to protect it even more to protect those insides so um came back to the truck. My good buddy Greg and uh, Steve and Galdi and all those guys were there. We took care of some stuff on the bike and get it ready for Moto2. But in between Moto1 and Moto2, the 40 Pro, we had the VET World Cup, which Mike was in as well. He was the 40 rider in his USA team. We had two USA teams, which we were the B team, and Mike was on the A team, so of course – his team was a little bit better than ours, but some of his guys didn't show up. Josh Grant, originally scheduled to race with Mike and Doug Dubach, didn't show up. Doug had a little bit of a back injury, and I have no idea what happened to Josh. Just didn't show up, maybe because he wasn't riding or whatever. But Mike Brown had two lesser-skilled guys, so I knew the USA B team had a chance. My team, Jeff Loop, he's like seven foot four, Me and the guy who put this all together, Craig Davis... He runs the Swap Moto Race Series out here in Southern California. Um, Don Mehta and his series. um, And Craig is the guy who basically runs that whole series out here on the West Coast. So my three guys, we had a good chance. Jeff Loop, he won his 30 Pro Moto. For me, um, I got second behind Brownie again. I got caught up in some traffic because us – 40 guys caught some of the, the slower 30 guys, so basically I knew I needed to be consistent and we can win this sucker. I got second behind Mike Brown again, but I kind of knew where Mike was going. I was trying to look for lines to go to, and, of course, Mike was as well. So had it in the back of my mind, like, hey, I'm going to do good on this USA, you know, Vet Designations moto, but also kind of look to make sure I know where I'm going for my next 40 pro moto, and as well as if Mike has some tricky lines, I could pick up on some of those. So... We did good. Craig got second, I got second, and Jeff won. So we are going into the following day with the lead. So that was cool. USA B team is in the lead. And uh, I just gave Mathis a bunch of shit, you know. So he had his Canadian guys out there, in the USA is just smoking them. And uh, I gloated a little bit. It was nice. It was cool. So uh, 40 Pro Moto came up, lined up, got a crappy start, spun off the gate a little bit. I uh, packed my gate with some... Uh, Softer dirt, and it just wasn't packed in enough, so that was on that was on me, and managed to get past a few dudes. There was a dude in our moto that used to race against us when we were a teenager, and the dude always was like really aggressive when he rode, so he was super aggressive to me when I was catching back up to Mike on the first moto and was running me wide, I was just getting really super pissed off because I'm like dude I, I don't have time. I got to get back up to Mike. I don't want to mess around with you. Let's just go. Let's just race. And uh, he was trying to play, you know, Larry Ward and Jeff Chicken Matasevich, Seattle. And I just wasn't having it. So uh, second moto, uh, he was in second. And I saw an opening. I just basically just went in, dude. We were <laughs> – I didn't have time. It was the first lap. Mike was leading. I just went and slammed him in and uh, made the pass. But – Never actually got back up to Mike. By the time I got around that dude, he was already a straightaway ahead of me. And uh basically we just matched lap times that whole race and I got second. So I'm fairly happy with second place. I know Mike Brown is a gnarly dude. Getting second to Mike Brown is you know, is is pretty cool. I wanna win this son of a bitch someday, but look it, man. Uh I'm a test guy. I like I said, I didn't really uh grow up. Racing nationals every weekend didn't have a factory ride and look at let's face it, Mike's a national champion and he's a bad dude. So for me to even be near him or be considered uh, a threat to win, that man, I'm so stoked. Like I feel like getting older, I'm riding a little bit better and hopefully even that playing field a little bit just because I think I'm I'm still riding a lot for a 43 year old dude. Some of these guys that were racing a lot back in their younger years, aren't racing as much. And I think I'm just like, maybe if you want to call it starting my career later in my life, you know, because, um, just didn't have what it took to, to be a national guy back in the day. So, um, it was an honor to race Mike fun. We talked shit the whole day. My wife was super pissed off at Mike Brown. Um, Heather loves Mike a lot. If you guys listen to Pulp Show, you know that she thinks Mike, Mike Brown is hot. And, uh, Mike comes over and stays with us at the house, and Heather will give him a back massage. And Heather just takes good care of Mike. He's a good dude. And uh, Mike told me at the end of the race here, we're talking, he's like, dude, I saw Heather on the side of the track every lap, and she was just staring at me with this fucking pissed-off face. And he's like, I would never look her way because I could just feel the stare coming my way. So (laughs) we laughed at that. Um, He he apologized to Heather. He actually freaking... uh, (laughs) Dude, he actually... Texted me that night and says, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to do that. And he felt bad. So um, it wasn't a big deal. It's just a vet race, right? So we're a bunch of 40-year-old dudes just riding. So um, good moto. Came into Sunday. Oh, but first, let's talk about Steve. We'll talk about more of this on the Pulp MX show, but let me just tell you. Steve... We, I woke him up. I'm hyped up. He needs coffee. He's the type of guy. He needs some coffee in him. He's not a very good morning person. He needs a little bit of his Starbucks. He needs some egg bites. He needs to get his bike ready. And then he kind of livens up for the rest of the day. Me and Galdi are stoked. Me and Galdi are pumped up. Steve's like, oh, Glenn Helen, blah, blah. But he had a good time. He did good. He wanted to finish mid-pack. That's basically what he did. And he actually impressed me more than I thought. He rode really good. He just needs to work on his starts. If you watch some of these videos of Steve starting, it's horrible. It's it's horrendous. It's like Steve never went off a gate in his life. His feet are behind the pegs. His rear wheel is wagging the dog, man. It's just tails wagging back there. And I'm just like, you got to lock in, brother. Lock in. He just, he didn't do it. I tried to teach him the ways before a gate drop, and he didn't listen to shit. So uh, he had bad starts. I feel like if he got better starts, he probably would have did even better. But... Nonetheless, he had a good time. Galdi raced a guy named Kong, literally. His name was Kong on the back of his chest protector. But his last name wasn't Kong, so I have no fucking idea why they call him Kong. But we blew that up. Galdi is still a badass. I've never really watched Galdi race. I know he raced a lot. But, man, he uh, he still rides very good, has good style. And uh, he smoked Kong the second moto for the win, so that was cool. It's commercial time. Stay tuned. Sunday's festivities is up next. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They're on board with the KieferIncTesting.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike? A dirt bike? Or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike? Head over to 60helmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets. Hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 60. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, b l u d lubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils: Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils. In our test bike, Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff, um, because I didn't want no crap involved in key testing. Um, Honestly, tried it, was very surprised about the oil, did some temperature readings, it was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. they got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code Kiefer and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com Neil over there is a writer He owns the company He is a rad human being and he is here to hook you guys up Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free They have all different kinds of shirts hoodies, hats, hats Different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex Piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons, in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at VertexPistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com You looking to get a new hoodie for the wintertime? How about a hat? Or how about you're just going to be a good boyfriend or a husband and get your wife or chick something cool like a tank top or maybe even some socks? Go to fmfracing.com, look cool at the track, look cool when you go to dinner. Nothing else says I ride dirt bikes more than an FMF hat and t-shirt. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some dough. You can look cool, thank me later, get best dressed awards as you walk down the sidewalk. And hey, if I see you at the track wearing your FMF swag, chances are you will win something from Kiefer Inc. testing. So do it. Go to fmfracing.com. Get yourself some swag. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money. I will see you at the track with your FMF swag. Hey, are you guys looking for a battery for your bike? Is it dead? Are you pushing the button and nothing happens? Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries. Longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains. Very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep. Still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Protaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips. Come on. I am a SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, Protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KieferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Ink Testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. We're back with the show. Off we go. Coming in Sunday. I raced a KTM. So Jamie at Twisted Development built me a badass KTM 450 SXF. He came to me like two weeks before the race and said, hey, I want to build you a KTM. I was like, oh, shit, man. I don't have have no time to really test it. He's like, look, I just want to build it. Let's make a project bike. I know Jamie very well. He's one of the the few guys that I trust out here that build engines. Him and Chad at XPR are really good dudes. They take their time with their stuff. So I go, sure, no problem. I go, just please, Jamie, don't make it so gnarly for me that I can't hang on the son of a bitch. He's like, nope, we're just going to stick a head on it that Jamie did, and that's what he did. And it just made the power character longer, more linear, with just more meat. And that's what I asked for. So Jamie gave me what I, what I wanted. He put all that together. Man, it, just like we talk about with this KTM in the shootouts, this engine that he built is the same. It's very, very deceiving. When you ride it, you're cruising it around, you're like, yeah, just it feels the same. It's a KTM. But once you roll that throttle on, the thing hooks up and just hauls fucking ass. And it's so easy to ride. If you're third gear, dude, I can run third gear everywhere on that KTM, and it's just insane. It's insane how much motor I have. I can pull up the hills, of this, you know, these Glen Helen Hills, and – Never have to shift to fourth gear. Never. Just let third gear eat all the way up the hill. It was, it was, it was, this is the shit that's going through my mind in practice because I came off the Yamaha. I hop on this KTM, which I haven't really ridden that much. And I'm like, man, it's insane how much it pulls up the hill because I was just there the day before and I could feel how good the Yamaha pulls up the hill. And then I get on this KTM and I'm like, holy shit, I'm going up this hill <laughs> faster than I was yesterday. So that was my judge of how much engine this thing had. So again, Sunday came 30 pro moto. And then we had that vet designation World Cup moto. And then the second 30 pro moto. Um, They called Sunday the championship day. So I immediately woke up Sunday morning. Which let me tell you, I don't know what was up with me this weekend. I woke up at 3 a.m. both fucking days just awake. Not like tired, like I can't sleep, but like. I felt like I slept 12 hours. I woke up at 3 a.m. and I was ready to rock. So basically I sat up at 3 a.m. and I started stretching and I drank a cup of coffee and I, I couldn't handle anymore. I woke up everybody like at 5 o'clock like it was Christmas fucking morning. Time to get up. It's championship day. Galdi. I was yelling, Galdi. I was banging on Steve's door in the, be- uh, in the bedroom, waking up my kid. Ugh, I was amped up. So, of course Steve is like, Oh God, Kiefer, blah, Kiefer's too excited, you know. Captain Kiefer, everyone said we're leaving at five forty five and now we're leaving at five thirty, but whatever. I'm on time. We're gonna be early. Let's go. Woke all those walk all those guys up. Galdi got pumped up, ready for the championship day. Um we all had a we had a good practice. Steve said he felt better on Sunday, which is should be par for the course for riding the same track, so you know the lay of the land a little bit better. So 30 Pro Moto came, stacked class. Guess who shows up? Mike Alessi, last minute. I guess Tony and Mike were trying to call me that morning to see what time the first moto was. I didn't have my phone on all day. I leave my phone in the van. And uh, Mike rolls up with 30 minutes to go and doesn't really even get it. I think he went out for a practice session in one of these races before ours and just to ride the track. So it was, uh, you know, Mike Alessi, Ivan Tedesco, Mike Brown, Tim Tremblay, these just quality, a lot of quality riders. Gary Sutherland, works champion, my buddy. He was racing uh, just a lot of good quality racers this year in the 30 Pro class. So look it. I'm a little bit tired, a little bit beat up from Saturday, but I really wanted to do good. My goal was top five, which I thought was achievable, and uh, I started off really well, guys. Jamie's KTM ripped a whole shot. I beat Mike Alessi to the first corner. Woo! What's up? That's what you get when you have a fast-ass engine and you shift to third gear, people. Look it. I shifted in the third gear real quick out of the gate. There wasn't – I think before I shifted into third gear, I could see two guys next to me. But as soon as I shifted into third gear, dude – That thing pulled so gnarly. So as soon as I got around that first corner, I knew I was leading. I was like, okay, Kiefer, just time to hammer down. I'm going to hammer down as long as I can and see how long this sucker lasts. Because obviously I know I'm going to get past eventually. But good things happen when you're out front. So, man, I came around, led the first lap. I was stoked. I can hear, uh, I don't know who it was, Brownie or Mike, yipping at me in the, you know, when you race and you shut off and you're going in a corner and you have someone go, yeah, and yelling, hey, like you can hear him yell. So Mike was yelling at me. He's like, hey, because I knew he wanted to try to get around me to to get going before Mike was up his ass. So I managed to lead the first lap, whole shot, and uh, Mike did get around me in the back over there, in the back section. So then I was in second, and the second lap I was going up the hill, and Mike managed to get just inside of me going up uh, – there's like a middle hill. I don't I don't think it's called showy but it goes halfway up Mount St Helens, U-turns and comes back down. Well, as it U-turns, it goes over this roller hump and Mike gassed it and just sprayed me with shit tons of roost, right? Which is like, yeah, whatever. But for some weird reason, I had a rock go th- somehow get into my esophagus. Like it was like a swish, like a Somebody did a three pointer and swished. It went straight back into my esophagus. And literally, I couldn't freaking breathe. Like, if you ever had the wind knocked out of you and you're trying to push out the air and nothing's happening, that's what was going on when I was racing. So I'm trying to ride fast. I'm freaking out, thinking, oh shit, I can't breathe. I do another lap. I think I got passed for third. So on the third lap, I still can't get enough air out. It's like barely coming out. So I'm trying to throw up in my helmet. I can't do that. I'm freaking out a little bit still. And I go in this rut. And I just end up falling over. And the bike's on top of me. I'm all Marvined up underneath this bike. I have to wave to get the bike off of me. I'm choking. I literally thought I was dying at Glen Helen right there underneath my KTM. I was like, this is it. This is where I'm going to die. Right here can't breathe there's a rock in my throat they're gonna do an autopsy of me and they're gonna be like up oh, yeah well he was choking to death I was choking to death for two freaking laps so I ended up pulling off the. you know they pulled the bike off me I rode around the next lap trying to stick my finger down my throat I couldn't do it because of my glove so I just pulled off I beelined back to the pits I DNF'd I went out stuck my throat my my finger down my throat finally got the rock out of my esophagus and it was a large, <laughs> big-ass rock, man. Uh, so, yeah, that's what the first moto was like for me in the 30 Pro moto. But, man, that KTM that Jamie built was excellent. Um, Works Connection came through with a bunch of stuff. And uh, Throttle Syndicate did a badass colorway. I had a blue seat cover with some blue parts, a white rear section of the KTM, and uh, Cherubis with the plastic. Dude, it it was a great, great package. Ended up using my cone valve settings that I've had, and you guys can view over on KieferInkTesting.com, and the tracks are, sorry, exact shock. Those settings are up on my site, but I feel like I'm a little bit soft on those settings. I would have to go up maybe in a spring rate. I had four nine fork springs. I think I could have used five O fork springs on my KTM, so I was off on my setting a little bit. Um, during this moto, I'm thinking about my bike while I'm racing, right? And I'm thinking, holy shit, man, I'm a little soft coming down these hills. I hit the braking bumps and it's a little low. So for the second moto, after I got the rock out of my throat, I adjusted some settings, went in on the compression on my fork, and also I went in on the high speed on the exact um, pro shock. So I just felt like I was a little bit low. Some of these G outs that the sand area had in this track. Just kind of left me at two. It just left me with a too low of a feel, like almost like just slamming. It was kind of empty in the rear. So the second moto, I felt like it was better, but I I felt like I had to make a change. So I did that before the second moto of the Vet World Cup. Coming into uh, the second moto of the Vet World Cup, I knew that I could get a good start. I knew that we were in a good position. We were up one point from Great Britain, and I think the USA um, A team was in third. So. Jeff had Brad Anderson, Jeff Lute, my teammate, had Brad Anderson in his gate. I guess I didn't know much about Brad, but I know he was a gnarly GP guy, I guess. People were telling me he was a top 10 guy not too long ago. Um, so Jeff ripped a start. He actually won his gate. I won my gate. And uh, Craig Davis, I think he got second in his gate. So we won the inaugural VET Disney Nation's World Cup. USA wins. Take that, Team Fried. Where's Team Fried? How come they didn't follow us around? The VET World Cup champions. We're going to have the USA is on the cup. The first ones, it, dude, it's cool. Like I know it's not that big of a deal, but it's pretty cool to get on something like that where they're starting up at Glen Helen. So long later on in my life when Aiden grows up and becomes older and maybe he rides the Vet, um, <laughs> the VET race when he's 30. My name will be on that cup, so that is actually a pretty cool feeling. But, um, yeah, we had a big award ceremony. We got bibs. We got a trophy. We got these uh, medals that I'll be bringing to the Pulp MX show. I'm going to wear that sucker around my neck, my gold medal. Take that, Connor. How's it feel? What's up? And uh, I'm just going to wear it. I'm just going to proudly wear it. USA. USA. I was chanting that. Some of these people down there were chanting UPS, which I thought was pretty cool. Keeper, you're going to get UPS. Oh, my God. I do not know how many people know what UPS means, but holy shit. If if you don't, it's a funny, funny story. So uh, thanks for the people for the chanting down there. I thought it was a good time, and uh, good job to my teammates. And, of course, dude, honestly, I owe a lot to Jamie at Twisted. He built that bike to make uh, me get great start. Look, Kurt Nicole is, what, 50-some years old. He still rips. He was on my gate. He actually won the 50 Pro class on his KTM. Um, Kurt Nicole is, of course, a GP winner. He's a champion, and uh, he's just a gnarly, gnarly dude. Like, there's very few gnarly 50, 40 year old guys. Like, I could consider Kurt is a gnarly 50 year old girl um, um, guy. Sorry, girl, 50 year old guy. And Doug Dubach, another one, just a gnarly dude. Um, there's not many of those types of men that race motocross are just. Just gnarly. Like, some of these guys that were gnarly back in the day are just not into it, like Kurt and Doug and these guys that are just shredding still. Like, it's amazing to me. And Mike. Goddamn, Mike Brown's 47. is just – he could beat – he probably could line up at a national top 15 for sure. If he rode for four weeks, hopped on his YZ450F with some suspension, leave the stock motor, he could get top 15. It's insane to me. Like, just crazy. So – um, Gnarly dudes. So USA wins. Uh, Galdi and Steve. Let's talk about them a little bit before I get to my second moto, my 30 pro. Galdi and Steve did much better. Kong was no match for Galdi in the championship day. Team Canada. Galdi is a world vet champion. He's never been to Glen Helen before, and he conquered it. That's tough to do, guys. It's hard just to show up at Glen Helen and just pin it. And do as good as Galdi did. Galdi's little little chubby. I want to say as little a little soft. He sends it. And he drank a Coors Light. May or may not have drank a Coors Light before the second moto. But nonetheless, he crushed Kong. He won the 40 expert class. He's a badass. We're going to be talking to him tonight on the Pulp MX show. But he rode really well. He has good form, good style. He looked good in his Fox Racing gear. Um... I don't know. I didn't know Galdi like I said as much, you know, growing up. But getting to know him over the weekend, he's just a cool dude. He's uh, he calls it how he you know he sees it. He's very black and white, and uh, I can appreciate that. I like that. So uh, congratulations to Galdi and Steve. I love you. Thank you for racing. It's awesome. He got seventh. What did he win? went? Went fourteen seven or something? Or no, twelve seven, and he got seventh. How does that happen? But he got seventh insane he got a medal top 10 he wanted to finish mid-pack that's what he did your starts are horrible steve like i said i love you but your starts are horrible we're gonna work on that we're gonna try to get him out at least once a year to these things and do the w usa world vets jt even texted us that night and said look i'm in like i want to race too i'm like bullshit you've been talking all this shit jt that i'm never gonna ride i'm never gonna do that And now he's all in. I think we're starting to pump these guys up and get them out of their shell, get them back racing. Joe Aloff, my own buddy, got 5th and 40 Pro on Saturday. Team Subway Honda, Joe Aloff, AM Leonard, KTM Joe Aloff. he's back. He even texted me and goes, man, thank you so much for pushing me to do this. I got the juices flowing again. It was fun to do. It pissed me off because I got beat. I love it. I love it. I love when people get back in the sport and find the passion again. Because, dude, that's all. That's why we're here. That's why I'm talking to you guys on this podcast. I'm not making bank. Look, I just love dirt bikes. I love sharing the passion. I love it. I love the guys that I see at the track come up to me and go, Kiefer, man, thank you. Like, Thank you for answering my emails. Um, I love riding dirt bikes. I'm just like you guys. I love it. It's badass. It's why I live in the desert. I want to ride from my house. I don't want to live out in concrete jungle and have to drive to go ride. I just want to ride my dirt bike. I'm a simple dude. I'm going to hang out with my family. I want to sit in the jacuzzi every once in a while. I want to eat a sandwich. I want to ride my dirt bike. I'm basic. I'm a basic bitch is what I am. So, yeah, it was fun. Glad to have Steve around. He was laughing, joking, doing some fun shit. And um, you can tell that by the end of Sunday he was uh, he was having a good time. And he probably was more looking forward to going home. But uh, he enjoyed himself thoroughly. And he got a medal. So you can go check that up over on my Instagram page at kkiefer120. I got a shot of him looking like blue steel with his medal. Honda Ridgeline in the back, and his trusty 762 YZ450F in the back of that Ridgeline. That's an epic shot. Oh. should go check it. Second Moto 30 Pro, nothing to write home about. Got like a, th- I don't know, fourth place, fifth place start. Some dude crashed in front of me. The flaggers had their head up their ass. Wouldn't have the flag out, so that, as you guys know, Glenn Helen with the sun dipping down. Shadows, I came around the, the right-hand bend. I didn't even see the dude. Sitting next to the wall in the shadow. I basically had to stop or else I was going to run over the dude. And by the time I could do that and stop to back up to go off the jump, everyone got around me. So dead last. Worked my way up to like 11th. And then proceeded to crash again in the back. So just wasn't a great day for me in the 30 Pro class on Sunday. Um, I think maybe I was a little bit tired by the second moto on 30 Pro. Maybe it wasn't as crisp and sharp as I was Saturday. So no excuses, though. Um, congrats to Mike Alessi for winning. He, I guess, uh, apparently had a great battle with Mikey. Mike Brown in the second moto. They collided a little bit, but Alessi prevailed and got the 1-1. Mike Brown went 2-2. Tim Tremblay, Canadian. He was my teammate on KTM Canada. We call him Double T. Snowcross guy slash good French Canadian dude got third. He was ripping on his Yamaha. So um, top three were were pretty consistent. All those guys did one one, two two, three threes. And I think uh, who the who the hell knows what I got, but I sucked ass on my thirty pro, but not to the fault of the motorcycle. I could tell you that Jimmy built a a <laughs> a really good KTM. Probably I would say probably it is the best KTM that I've ridden. So. If you guys want a little bit more juice out of your KTM, simply go to Jamie. Hit me up, Chris, at Kiefer Test, and I can get you in contact with him. I always talk about what the Vortex Ignition does to this bike, and that's basically what I've been riding. It's just been MR Pro 6, a Vortex Ignition, and an FMF muffler. All of that stayed on. He mapped my Vortex box with his head and gave me uh, a great package. It was the fastest bike on that track, I mean, if you can beat Ivan Tedesco's KX450 done by Mitch and Pro Circuit, and Mike Lessy's Honda that I know is fast because I raced that bike at the AMA Outdoor Nationals, you're building a badass machine, and it's just headwork. It's a stock piston, stock cams, so reliability is good. I'm going to be riding the shit out of this. We're going to take, We're going to take, We're going to talk about this bike more in an article over at KieferinkTesting.com. So we'll break down the bike more, get you some more details. But, of course, as you guys know, as always, Chris at com That's my email. You guys want some guidance, uh, some tips, some tricks. You guys want to know more about my bike. I'm happy to tell you that in case you didn't get all the information here on this podcast. But Jamie built me a great package. The stock Yamaha. Look, guys, a lot of guys come to me, hey, which bike do you prefer? You know, because they saw me racing two different bikes over the weekend. As good as Jamie's bike is, just the comfort of the Yamaha, I would rather pick a Yamaha. And that's no dig on KTM or Jamie. It's just the Yamaha is so easy to ride. I don't have to do shit to it, and it's just fast. It's not as fast as my KTM was, but it was fast enough for me to get a hole shot, for me to put myself in good positions. And where I noticed the Yamaha is better than my KTM is... In square edge, faster sections. So there's some rollers that I was jumping out into at Glen Helen. And when I land in these square edge holes, the Yamaha stayed planted and didn't move. The KTM was a little bit more deflective with the steel chassis versus that Yamaha chassis that they changed in 2020. I just feel less of the track on the YZ450F. I feel more of the track on the KTM 450SXF. I feel like if I was a more aggressive rider, as you guys know, I'm older. I'm a smoother type of rider. I think if I was more aggressive and I just really charged, the KTM would re- reward me a little bit more. Guys like Gary Sutherland, he's a charger. That that, that chassis rewards those kind of guys. Um, I like to hop, skip my way around the the track. I run a gear high. It never really looks like I'm hauling ass, which pisses me off because I watch videos myself, and I'm like, I feel like I'm ripping, but, dude, I am not good. Like, it feel, it just looks like I'm slow as shit. And then you watch other guys on the video, and they're like, slamming, rah, this looks sick. And I'm like, God, I want to look like that. But the KTM is really good and leaning in the corners, getting in the corner and coming out. The engine was great up the hills, but... Overall package for me over the weekend, I would still take a stock Yamaha just simply because it's the most friendly and easiest to ride. That's it. Super easy for me to ride. Not a big, big job for me to get ready to go race if I just want to hop on a Yamaha. Galdi hopped on his stock Yamaha, put his bars back a little bit and raced it, and said he was happy. I don't think I don't think Galdi even set the sag. He like fucking Jerry Robined it and didn't even look at his sag and just raced. I don't think Mathis did either, but maybe Mathis and Pookie got his SAG dialed in in Vegas, but none of those guys check SAG. None of them. I don't even think they did anything to their bikes. I looked at my bike. I checked SAG. I'm tweaking. I'm clicking. I'm doing this stuff. These dudes, they don't give a shit. Just hop on their bikes and go. So very fun weekend. We're going to talk all about it this, you know, what, What? not this week. Actually, tonight. I keep thinking today's Tuesday, but it's Monday. I'm going to pulp today. <laughs> yeah. Going to Pulp today in about a couple hours. It's Vegas. Vegas, baby. Pulp MX show. Going to be talking about the world uh, vets. Mike Brown is on the show. Uh, John from W and Tony Alessi. Tony's always a good interview. So if you guys are listening to this later in the week, um, don't forget to listen to the archives on the Pulp MX app. You can get that or you can go to pulpmxshow.com and listen to it. But very fun event. Stoked and all my friends. Thank you guys for uh, coming out, rooting me on, whipping your towels, coming up and talk to me. Thank you to my wife. She is, gosh, she's amazing. She took care of Steve. She took care of Goldie. She takes care of me. She busts her ass for for Aiden and I. It, it's amazing how, how good of a person she is. She's is a way better person than I am, and uh, she takes good care of me, and she's all in, man. Uh, someone fucks with me, she's pissed. Mike Brown, she's pissed. Um, some dudes trying to take me out, she's pissed. She's just, she's just a great human. She she has my back, and that's why I love her. That's why I married her. So thank you, Heather. Thanks, Aiden, for the awesome pack jobs on the gate, and uh, thank you, Jamie, for a badass KTM. You can look about. You can look online and learn more about my bike over on com. Thank you, Yamaha, for building a quality machine. And that's it for me for this year, man. Uh, no more races. Back to the testing life. I got to do a gear shootout pod for you guys this week. Looking forward to that. I got. If you hear this, that's stacks of notes, stacks of notes for the gear podcast. That's coming up. It's going to be a long one, but it's going to be a good one. You're going to learn about fit, function, durability, you know, ventilation, all of it. It's going to be a long one. And, of course, support the advertisers that support this podcast. It keeps this show up and running. We got a couple new advertisers for 2020, and we got a lot of the current ones. So thank you guys for supporting the advertisers that are on this show. It helps me out a lot. And, again, email me if you guys want some discount codes or looking for some advice. I'm here for you. No other media outlet does that, people. Can't get a hold of Jody. He ain't going to tell you anything you got to look at his website. Personal attention. Where has it been? Well, it's back. It's here over at com. We got you. We'll see you at the track. Thanks for joining me. World Vets! Woo!